Well, thank you very much for joining us today. You are listening to the Jazz Focus here on WETF, South Bend, Indiana, the Jazz Station. My name is John Clark, and happy you're with me today and this week. We are going to be focusing on the music of a particular band this time around. This is the Eddie Haywood Orchestra, sometimes known as the Eddie Haywood Sextet, led, oddly enough, by Eddie Haywood, who was a very fine pianist. He was an African-American from Atlanta, Georgia. He was born, I think, about 1915. And his father, Eddie Haywood Sr., was a kind of legendary figure uh, in Atlanta and uh, down in the in the southeast as a pianist. He was known as one of the most progressive pianists, jazz pianists of the 1920s. Uh, he did record a few times blues accompaniments and so forth, but he was not widely recorded. Um, he did, however, pass his uh, talents and abilities on to his son, Eddie Haywood Jr. And uh, Eddie Haywood uh, Jr. ended up in New York in the 1930s. He played with quite a few uh, not well-known bands. Um, Wayman Carver, the saxophone player who later went with uh, Chick Webb, had one that uh, Haywood played with. And then there were several others over the course of the 30s before he finally started playing regularly with Benny Carter's big band in about 1939. And if uh, Benny Carter picked you to play in his band, especially as a pianist, uh, that was pretty high praise. Uh, Carter's favorite pianist was Teddy Wilson, uh, and of course he was otherwise engaged in the late 30s with his own band, so if Eddie Haywood could take over from Teddy Wilson, that speaks volumes of his abilities and uh, of the esteem in which he was held by musicians of the time. So in the uh, next few years, he played, as I said, with uh, with uh, Benny Carter's band. He subbed with several other bands as well and, and, and did some recording dates. He actually started playing on 52nd Street uh, with the Edmund Hall Sextet at the Cafe Society downtown. And uh, that was in about 1943. He recorded with them a couple of times. And that uh, kind of gave him the encouragement and the, the, the notoriety slash notability uh, to put his own band together, which is the band we're focusing on today. And this band uh, began playing at the Cafe Society downtown in 1944, early in 1944, and then moved uptown to Cafe Society and uh, lasted until about 1947 when Haywood actually had to stop playing for a while because of uh, semi-paralysis of his hands. He had played so much or something had happened to him and he literally was not able to play for a couple of years. But he did come back in the 1950s and actually enjoyed most of his popular success in the 50s and 60s with a couple of songs that he wrote himself, uh, including Canadian Sunset. Uh, before that, though, during the time period we are discussing, he had a pretty big hit record uh, with Begin the Begin, the Cole Porter tune. Of course, Artie Shaw uh, used that as one of his theme songs, and he was uh, pretty well known for playing that tune. Uh, the Eddie Haywood version became, if anything, even a little more popular. The uh, piano introduction with the bass line that he invented for it, Cole Porter uh, specifically pointed out as uh, being a, a favorite part of one of uh, the interpretations of his tunes. Of course, he wrote so many. Uh, we're going to listen to a recording of Begin the Begin recorded, not the original one, which was for Commodore. Uh, it was actually uh, a very long 12-inch uh, recording, about five minutes long. We're going to hear a somewhat condensed version that was done for Decca a few years later. But we started out with two tunes from 1944. Uh, 
February 19th of 1944, recording for Commodore Records, uh, we heard Blue Lou, the Edgar Sampson swing tune, which featured Haywood quite a bit on piano, as well as Three Horns, which we're going to talk about, and then a tune called Taint Me, which was co-composed by Jack Palmer, who was responsible for uh, several standards, including I Found a New Baby, and the alto saxophone player with this band, a man named Lem Davis. And Lem Davis is uh, going to be featured quite a bit in these first six or seven tunes. He was a, a really remarkable alto player. He did didn't follow in the Johnny Hodges tradition, or the Benny Carter tradition for that matter. He was kind of looking ahead, almost to the bebop era. There were a number of really outstanding alto sax players who were contemporary with Charlie Parker, who weren't necessarily playing exactly what he was playing, but were clearly uh, tilling some of the same soil. Lem Davis was one of them, Rudy Williams was another, uh, Earl Bostick, there were quite a few. And Lem Davis uh, was a charter member of this Eddie Haywood band. So the song we heard that was co-composed by him and Jack Palmer was Taint Me. And on all of these tunes, of course, we heard Eddie Haywood on piano, Al Lucas on bass, and Jack Parker on drums. That was the rhythm section. The horn section was Doc Cheatham on trumpet, Vic Dickinson on trombone, and Lem Davis on alto sax. And we heard all three of them uh, briefly and then at some length uh, on the second tune uh, that we just heard. So I'll tell you a little bit more about those musicians as we go along. But we're going to move uh, into a uh, little bit uh, more jazzy territory, I guess. This is a tune that you don't usually think of as a jazz tune, but it was a nice kind of slow rocking ballad that featured uh, Doc Cheatham pretty well. It was a, a, a minstrel tune from the 19th century called Carry Me Back to Old Virginia, which thankfully here is done as an instrumental. And from there we're going to uh, jump up about a week to February 26th of 1944 uh, and hear the standard tune I Can't Believe That You're In Love With Me with an arrangement, I guess by Eddie Haywood, I guess he did most of these arrangements that really show off the riff character of the band and some of the fine solos as well. Then we're going to hear a ballad performance, a, a tune that I played on this show in different guises before, Lover Man, or Where Can You Be, a, uh, composed by Ram Ramirez, the piano player. And this was a favorite tune of the mid and late 40s jazz players, beboppers and swing players alike. It had very interesting changes, it had a uh, kind of a dark but interesting melody, um, and that was recorded many, many times. Here we're going to hear Lem Davis do some very fine work on Lover Man, Where Can You Be, from March 11th of 1944. So, these three recording dates that we're kind of featuring um, are from February and March of 1944 for the Commodore record label. And as I said, that uh, recording, the first one they did was Begin the Begin, and that was such a big hit, they uh, rushed them back into the studio and recorded quite a bit of their other repertoire as well. So we're going to go on from there. We're going to hear Carry Me Back to Old Virginia, I Can't Believe That You're In Love With Me, Lover Man, and then we're going to hear the second version of Begin the Begin, which I'll tell you about when we get there. Thank you. 
That was a somewhat uh, abbreviated version of the hit recording of Begin to Begin, which went on about two minutes longer than that. This was done by the Eddie Haywood Orchestra after they had uh, signed with Decca Records, which of course was a much bigger company than Commodore. And they did this in December of 1944 with one personnel change. Dick Vance was the trumpet player, and we're going to hear him on a couple of solos coming up. Anyway, we started with those Commodore recordings from 1944, uh, early 1944. We heard uh, Carry Me Back to Old Virginia, which featured Doc Cheatham quite extensively. Doc Cheatham was a, a a, a, a really dependable, uh, solid trumpet player from the early swing era. He started out, I think he was born in Nashville, Tennessee, but he started out playing in Chicago in the 1920s. He played saxophone for a while. He actually accompanied Ma Rainey on one recording, playing soprano saxophone, and uh, also played trumpet. He supposedly subbed for Louis Armstrong at the Vendome Theater once or twice. Uh, in Cheatham's own words, not very successfully. When people saw that it wasn't Louis Armstrong, they weren't very happy, but uh, he became quite an accomplished trumpet player, a lead trumpet player. He played with um, McKinney's Cotton Pickers, played lead for them for a while. He uh, toured Europe with Sam Wooding's band in the early 1930s. Uh, and then he spent eight or nine years with uh, Cab Calloway's orchestra, playing lead for them and taking some very nice solos. He was uh, well regarded uh, for his musicality, and he was uh, called on to play lead for a lot of different bands. So he didn't get as many solos as some of the players of his generation. But we can hear on these Eddie Haywood sides that he was very accomplished in that regard. We also heard, uh, after uh, carrying me back to Old Virginia, we heard, I Can't Believe That You're In Love With Me, which featured Cheatham, as well as Vic Dickinson on trombone, playing that very humorous style of trombone. He had uh, been around since the early 30s. He, too, played with McKinney's Cotton Pickers and then went with Benny Carter's band. He was with Basie's band for a while. He played with uh, many of the uh, Dixieland musicians later in his career with the Eddie Condon groups, but he was a really very much his own man on trombone. He uh, had a very sly way with melody and with uh, improvisations, and we get to hear him featured quite well on this uh, in this band, too. And we also heard Lem Davis on alto saxophone, as I told you. He was a, a very uh, ahead-of-the-game saxophone player in 1944. That arrangement, I guess, was by Eddie Haywood, and it uh, sort of revolved around that one riff figure. Dum, bum, 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 bum. And I'm not sure where that figure came from, but Benny Carter used almost exactly the same figure in a solo that he did on that tune for, with the Chocolate Dandies, also for Commodore, right around the same time. So I'm not sure uh, who, who took from whom, but uh, either way, they're both used in very compelling ways. Then we heard Loverman, or Where Can You Be? And I mistakenly said it was Lem Davis who was featured on that. It was, in fact, Doc Cheatham showing us how he uh, could play a ballad. And Cheatham's career lasted in, in, well into his 90s, into the 1990s. He made some wonderful recordings at the end of his career. As a trumpet player, he didn't lose his chops. He took care of himself uh, all the way through uh, his career. He didn't... Uh, spend himself in riotous living or anything like that, but he uh, was a, a consummate professional and a, a very effective soloist, especially later in his career, where he uh, could really uh, get inside some of those earlier tunes in, in a way that the younger musicians uh, really couldn't. 
And then we finished up, as I said, with Begin the Begin from December 1944 for Decca Records. And then from this point on, occasionally it's called the Eddie Haywood Sextet, although on some records it's Eddie Haywood and his orchestra, so go figure. So at some point in uh, the 1945 year, probably in the summer or so, the band found itself out in Los Angeles after World War II was coming to a close, and uh, they recorded quite a few numbers out there, including uh, one we're going to hear with a guest vocalist. But before we do that, we're going to hear uh, one of the sort of intermediate recordings, I guess, in between the Commodore and the Decca years. This one was done for a V-disc, which was marketed to the American uh, troops overseas primarily, and uh, hoped to help them help remind them of home and all that. And there are many, many fine jazz performances on V-discs that have been coming out over the years. This is one of them. This is a an arrangement of Just You, Just Me. And this uh, tune was recorded not fewer than three times in Basically the same arrangement by the Haywood Band. I didn't play the Commodore version because we'd heard enough of those. This is almost the same uh, uh, arrangement, and this one features Dick Vance on trumpet. Dick Vance had replaced um, Doc Cheatham at this point, but otherwise the band was the same. Actually, I tell a lie. There was a different drummer. William Keg Purnell was the drummer. He replaced uh, Jack Parker at this point. So we're going to hear Just You, Just Me. Then we're going to go to a uh, an old tune called Save Your Sorrow for Tomorrow. And this was another one that the band recorded several times. This features a special guest vocalist we'll talk about after we uh, get out of this set. And then we're going to go on to... Um, a tune uh, called On the Sunny Side of the Street, which you know, a Jimmy McHugh tune that may have been a Fats Waller tune. Some people have speculated that this was one of the tunes that Waller sold to either get himself out of jail or alimony trouble or pay off his hamburger bill or what have you. But this uh, comes from December of 1945 and uh, features Lem Davis's replacement, who happens to be Marshall Royal, the legendary alto sax player with the Count Basie band of the 1950s and 60s. And here he is playing very much in the style of Willie Smith. In fact, the first time I heard this recording, I thought it was Willie Smith. Uh, Royal was a West Coast uh, denizen at that point. He had played all through the 30s with the Les Height Band. He had subbed with the Ellington Band while they were out there making a movie. Uh, he had also played... Um, with the Lionel Hampton band, played lead alto with them, and in the late, late 40s, he was the clarinet player for a little while with Count Basie's sextet, or octet, rather, after he had gotten rid of his big band and just before he formed the new big band, which also featured Marshall Royal. So we're going to get to hear him uh, play out on that tune a little bit. From there, we're going to go to the other version of Just You, Just Me with uh, this later uh, version of the Eddie Haywood band as well, and this will also feature Marshall Royal. So we're going to start, as I said, with Just You, Just Me from November of 1944, featuring Dick Vance and Lem Davis, along with Vic Dickinson, Eddie Haywood, uh, Al Lucas, and Keg Purnell. Then go to Save Your Sorrow for Tomorrow. Henry Parr Jones on trumpet replaces uh, Dick Vance at that point. Vic Dickinson is on trombone. The discographies list a second trombone player, Henry Coker. I'm not sure if he's on all or even any of these tracks, but Henry Coker was a, certainly became a well-known player, um, playing with Basie's band and others as well. Lem Davis again on alto, Eddie Haywood on piano, Ernie Shepard is on bass this time, and Keg Purnell on drums. Then, to On the Sunny Side of the Street, we just mentioned, Marshall Royal replaces Lem Davis, and Charlie Blackwell plays drums instead of Keg Purnell. And then finishing up with the second Just You, Just Me. Keg Purnell is back, and Marshall, Davis is, uh, Marshall Royal is still there. So those are our four tunes for this set. Just You, Just Me, Save Your Sorrow, On the Sunny Side of the Street, and another Just You, Just Me.
sorrow for tomorrow. Smile a while today. Work is play to anyone who hums. Smile today, tomorrow never comes. If you cheer up, Skies will clear up, clouds will pass away. Save your sorrow for tomorrow. Smile a while today.
Then we had a little Lucky Strike extra for you at the end. Coquette, tuned by um, Guy Lombardo's brother, Carmen. Carmen Lombardo, and also Otto Kahn, and uh, Johnny Green, I think. An interesting provenance for that tune. That was a feature for Vic Dickinson, so we had to put that on there. Very fine trombone feature. So we started out with the first Just You, Just Me, uh, one of the three, the second of the three recordings of that tune, basically the same arrangement with some variation by the Eddie Haywood Band. That one featured Dick Vance on trumpet along with Lem Davis and Vic Dickinson. Then we went to Save Your Sorrow, recorded after they uh, went to Los Angeles. They were out there for Quite a while, actually, several several months, about four or five months, and they had a, uh, a young vocalist tryout with them named Harry Lillis Crosby, known as Bing, and uh, they recorded uh, uh, four or five tunes with Bing Crosby. Uh, Crosby was recording for Decca at the time, and he uh, was a big jazz fan from his earliest days, and he always liked to have some jazz musicians behind him. He had Bob Crosby's Bobcats. A little later on, he had Bob Scobie's band record with him. He he was always inspired by a jazz band behind him, and so we heard. Save Your Sorrow, also featuring the leader, Eddie Haywood, on piano. From there, we went to On the Sunny Side of the Street. As I said, that was largely a feature for Marshall Royal, a really, really excellent musician, um, known as one of the greatest of all the lead alto saxophones in the big band era. He played, as I said, with Les Height and with um, Lionel Hampton before going with Count Basie. He subbed occasionally with Duke Ellington's band. He played with the Frankie Cap band and Bill Berry's band later on. He, he really did quite a lot. And he, in addition to being a great lead player, he was also an exceptional soloist on alto and clarinet. And he wasn't really given credit for that because he um, was such a good lead player, people would hire him more just to do that. We also heard him on the next tune, Just You, Just Me, another version of that, which also uh, gave us a little bit of Eddie Haywood as well. And then, finishing up with Coquette, as I mentioned, that was primarily a feature for Vic Dickinson. So I hope you've enjoyed this Eddie Haywood program, a band that uh, doesn't get a lot of press today. It was a very polite-sounding band in a lot of ways. It played uh, some of the higher-class venues on 52nd Street and uh, uh, in Hollywood as well. They were uh, known for being a good dance band. Eddie Haywood was considered a, a, an immaculate piano player, and as I said, his hit recording of Begin to Begin really carried this band uh, for the next few years until he had to stop playing in 1947 due to that physical ailment. But as I said, he came back and then had hit recordings of a couple of his tunes, including Canadian Sunset, which presumably kept him in the chips for the rest of his life. He lived uh, to a ripe old age. He lived into the 1980s. I think he was about 75 at the time he passed away. So the two tunes we're going to hear next are a feature for Eddie Haywood, George Gershwin's The Man I Love, from the same session that brought us on the sunny side of the street for DECA, December 3rd, 1945. And then we're going to go up to the last recording made by this band, February 29th of 1946, back in New York, also for DECA. This is a tune that had been composed by Benny Carter, and it was called Pom Pom. And Carter recorded it with his big band, and I think with his uh, various combos a couple of times in his life. But this is the Eddie Haywood version. So Eddie Haywood and his orchestra, in this case featuring Henry Parr Jones on trumpet. Britt Woodman plays trombone. He was a West Coast trombone player who later went with Duke Ellington. There are actually two choruses of trombone solo on this, and the first one certainly sounds like Vic Dickinson. Uh, the second one does not, so I don't know if it's two different trombone players or if it's Britt Woodman doing a Vic Dickinson imitation and then going off in his own direction. So I guess you'll have to decide for yourself. We have Marshall Royal on alto sax. We have Eddie Haywood on piano. 
uh, Ernie Shepard on bass, and Keg Purnell on drums. So these are our two remaining tunes from our Eddie Haywood tribute. Hope you've enjoyed the show. You've been listening to WETF, the jazz station, South Bend, Indiana. This is the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and hope you join us again next week. Thank you.